Well, Merry Christmas morning to you. It's so good to see you to rest and celebrate together as the family of God in the world. Uh, This morning we worship by singing songs of Christmas, lighting the Christ candle, preaching and reflecting on the word of God and gathering around the Lord's table. This morning we rest and worship. Now I think rest and worship in our culture and our day are two words that don't often go together. Uh, We uh, equate sort of going to church and doing church and all these sorts of things as a sort of work that can can make us tired or wear us out, but I think that should cause us to reflect on our ways of doing and gathering as the church, that church itself is resting, that in this day of rest, the worship of the Lord together with the people of God is not uh, an exception from that rest, but it's an invitation into that rest. So this morning, on this Christmas morning, as we gather for worship, whether you're serving, and thank you for those of you who are volunteering in any capacity, or if you're just here, uh, may this be a place of worship and rest. We worship and rest because Christ the Lord is born today. We reflected last night on those two words put together, Christ and Lord. This word Christ means the chosen one or the Messiah. This word Lord, all caps, is the self-revelation of God in the Old Testament. So when the angels come to the shepherds and they say, Christ the Lord is born to you, they're making a bold statement that the chosen one is the Lord God himself. The Messiah, the Christ, is God. It is the Lord. He is the one who's revealed himself to Israel. The one who has saved you thus far is the one who has finally come in the flesh to solve your deepest problem. The chosen one who comes to save Israel, to save all of us, is God himself. This morning, Christians around the world gather to worship this Christ, Christ the Lord, the God of our salvation. The celebration of Christmas is worth the waiting of Advent. For into our dark world, into our waiting, into our longing, the light of life has come. The title of this very brief Christmas sermon, or we could even call it a Christmas homily, is After Darkness, Light. After Darkness, Light. I invite you to do three things over the next few minutes. First, behold the glory of God in Jesus Christ. Behold the glory of God in Jesus Christ. It's a call simply to adoration. Oh, come, let us adore him. The second thing I hope that we do is to thank God for the gift of life, light, and adoption into his family. The second thing we could say we're doing is just thanksgiving. Adoration, thanksgiving, and finally third, to ask God to continue shining light into darkness. Oh, this third thing is supplication, that the hope of Christmas would go deep into our hearts, into the hearts of our neighbors and to the nations. So really over the next 15 minutes, we're doing three simple things, adoration, thanksgiving, and supplication. Let's turn our eyes to the word of the Lord in the first chapter of John's gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. Now he was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, 
which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christmas is a wonderful time of traditions, uh, family gatherings, and ideally just uh, good vibes all around. But it would be insufficiently Christian if it were not also a time of worship. Now, simply being in this room might make us feel good about ourselves, but we're not here out of mere religious obligation. We're not doing God a favor, we are simply compelled by God's greatness. In other words, don't just show up this morning, look up. Oh, come together, let us adore him, for he alone is worthy. And this is the aim of John's prologue, that we might be moved to worship. He begins his account of Jesus' life and ministry, not at the incarnation, but long before it, in the cosmos, in the high heavens, before there was time or matter. Before there was anything, God existed, John begins. All things were made through him and for him, and him was life, and that life is the light of men. In the fullness of time, a man named John, who was sent by God to tell others about the light, began to preach. He's coming. Believe in him. Trust him. Follow him. And this was his message, that God who created all things has come into the world he has created. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yet his world did not know him. The creature did not know its creator. In fact, he didn't just come anywhere into the world randomly. He came to his own people, a people with whom he had a long history, a people he had called to himself, a people he had delivered time and time and time again, as we've just seen as a church through the book of the Judges. And even his own people, Israel, would not receive him. But, John's gospel begins, everyone who did receive him, how did you receive him? By believing in his name. To everyone who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to be called children of God, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give the second birth. The second person of the Trinity, the word of God, wrapped himself in flesh and lived with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. How do we respond to his glory, brothers and sisters? Oh, with worship and adoration. This morning we lift our eyes to the heavens. We worship our God whose gospel is so great. There is a great, all-knowing, all-powerful God who created all things and still cares about all the little things he has created. The one who has life and light in himself has come to a world of death and darkness, and we praise this God for who he is. We know him because of what he's done, the way he's chosen to reveal himself to us. You know that he is good and mighty and kind and strong, Loving, gracious, just, righteous, 
and holy. Friends, God is good beyond our wildest imaginations. His goodness goes beyond anything we could even conceive. However great you think this God is, he is far greater. Commodore, on bended knee, Christ the Lord, the newborn king. This morning, if we do nothing else, we adore this God with the many who have gone before, the many who adore him today, and all who yet will. We adore this God and we thank this God. How do you respond to a gift? Not with payment, of course, then it ceases to be a gift and becomes a transaction. You respond to a gift simply with thanksgiving. I hope you opened some good gifts this morning. I know I got some fun stuff. I got some nice Jordan 1s, which I almost wore today, but it's nasty outside. They can wait a little bit. I got a nice Arsenal jersey, which is great, so any of you fans of other clubs, feel free to borrow it sometime. I got some merch for my favorite sports teams, UVA basketball, of course, as much WVU stuff as one could imagine. I like them all. I don't like any of them as much as Roe likes her ball pit, however. The gifts themselves are great, but the gifts themselves are tokens of something better. Sure, I like my shoes, but I love my parents more. They're the source of the gift and ultimately the ones to whom the gift points. The gift itself is but a token of their affection for me. No matter the gifts you may have received, you've received a far better gift in Christ. From this prologue to John's gospel, we can confidently say we've been given at least three things. Light, life, and the right to be in the family of God. We've been given light, life, and adoption. Let's think about life. Into the spiritual death of our own hearts, the life of Christ has come. And not just the spiritual death of our hearts, but the very real death in the world. To shatter that death, Christ has come. Oh, we were dead in our trespasses and sins, Paul says to the Ephesians. We had no spiritual life in us. But the Lord Jesus Christ has looked upon us in our lifeless condition and had mercy. Filled with great love, not because of anything we've done, but because of who he is. He has given us life. He's given us his life, eternal life. And what is eternal life? That we might know God now and forevermore. In Christ, we have life that goes beyond the grave, a life that never can be taken from us. Into the darkness of our own hearts, the light of Christ has shown the second thing we can see in John's prologue. Like Israel in the time of the judges, we just did what was right in our own eyes. We live by our own moral code, our own personal ethics. But the light of Christ has shown us the knowledge of God. We are free not to just live by what's right in our own eyes, but free to live what is right in God's eyes. For a people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Into the darkness of our hearts and minds, the light of Christ has shown that we may now live all of life in response to our knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is that knowledge which precedes all other knowledge, the knowledge which informs everything else we do. And the light of Christ has shown us the truth of God. Not only does Jesus bring life and light, but John says he gave 
all who received him the right to be called children of God. We are sons and daughters of God the Father, not in a trite or just sentimental or ideological way, but as a point of fact. We gather here not as a quasi-family or as a lesser family, but we, we gather here as a real and tangible spiritual family, as brothers and sisters in the household of God the Father. Jesus is the light that gives us true knowledge. He is the life that gives us true life. And he is the big brother who has gone before us to bring us into the family of God at great cost to himself. Because of what he has done for us, we know God as our father, that our God cares for us, protects us, and provides us. And the scriptures teach that every good gift Everything we enjoy in these days, every bit of it is from him, has come down from heaven, from the father of lights who never changes. This Christmas morning, we thank God for the gift of life and light. We thank God for Jesus the Christ, the greatest gift of all, who has brought us into the household of God, and we pray that his rule would extend to the four corners of the earth. This Christmas morning, we worship God for who he is. We thank God for all he has given us, all he has done for us, and we ask God humbly yet confidently to continue bringing life and light into our world, for oh, our world is still very dark. We live in a world still ravaged by violence, suffering, sickness, pain, and oppression. While Christmas reminds many of us of the great gifts we do have, Christmas is a painful reminder to still others of the great gifts that they have never had. For some, this is a bright season. For others, this is a dark season. While the light of Christ has come, we still live in the shadowlands, as C.S. Lewis would say. Great pockets of darkness threaten us at every turn. All is not right. All is not well. Like Narnia, when the white witch reigns, our world can feel like a winter in which Christmas never comes. But in the middle of this present darkness, in the vast expanse of the Shadowlands, Christmas morning holds forth the promise that all will be well. All manner of things shall be well. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Because this Christ, who was born in a Bethlehem manger, will return. He will break open the eastern sky. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. The one who descended into the earth after his death and resurrection ascended into heaven where he rules at the right hand of the Father. Even today, his kingdom is expanding. We were leaving mom and dad's house this morning and I said, it's Christmas in Oman. (laughs) It's Christmas around the world. It's Christmas wherever the birth of Christ is proclaimed. People from every tribe and tongue right now are believing the message of the angels. Born to you this day in the city of David is Christ the Lord. 
People all over the world are hearing the message of John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Even today, God is sanctifying us and molding us into his image. He is making us more like himself, uprooting our sin and leading us in the paths of righteousness. Even today, God is at work. So this morning we pray in confidence and faith as the Lord himself has taught us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my heart as it is in heaven. God, give me the longings of your heart. Align my life with your life. Align my will with your will. Align my mind and my heart with yours that I might walk in faithfulness all the days of my life. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my family as it is in heaven. May our family be leveraged for the kingdom of God May we be a light to those around us that shines forth the hope of God for us in Christ. So this morning we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Charleston as it is in heaven. May our city be filled with the light of the gospel. May the life of Christ dwell in our midst. Lord, among all the peoples of the earth, may it be as it is in heaven. On Christmas morning, we pray that others might know this gift of Jesus Christ. That others would know that this babe, born in the manger, was born for them. Born to live, born to love, born to serve, born to be rejected, born to suffer, and born to die. But this babe, born to die, was born to live, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give the second birth. For just as the Lord has come, he will come again. And after this present darkness will be light everlasting. The title of this sermon was After Darkness, Light. Let's pray. Father, on this Christmas morning, we lift up our lives to you. We lift up our hearts and minds to you for a moment. Lord, we adore you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done, and we pray that your gospel would continue to go forth. We pray that you would shape us and mold us into the people you are making us. We pray that you would teach us to be a people who um, follow you in, in everything we do do and think and, and say. So have your way in our hearts, have your way to the heavens. In the Lord Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen.